on this New Year's Day. There are so many things for us to celebrate. Let's start talking, though, about what the purpose of everything we have is. And it's all because of the celebration that we have during this season and all because of the celebration we have today. We celebrate today the Holy Day of Obligation, the Feast of the Mary of Mary, the mother of God, the Theotokos, that she submitted humbly to the will of God. And in her submission, in her act of love, she said, let it be done to me according to your word. And according to the word of God, the word of God who is Jesus, who spoke creation into existence, the word then became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what the whole Christmas season, that's what the whole celebration of New Year's as we celebrate peace on earth, this national day of peace, international day of peace, it's all about the love of God. And I have to admit, every time that I hear our first reading, though, from the book of Numbers, I feel like a proud Irishman. And you may be like, what does being Irish have to do with the first reading from the book of Numbers? Well, it's the Irish blessing, don't you know? That's a horrible accent. I apologize for that. But it's part of what has become known as the Irish blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you. It's like, all right. I never knew that Moses and Aaron were Irish. They weren't, obviously. We kind of took that along with the whiskey and beer. We took those things and proud Irishmen. But in the midst of that blessing... It's a reminder to us of how we are called to look at every new opportunity God gives us. That's what today is. That's what each and every day is. But many times we focus on specific high points throughout the year. We focus on our birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, things like that. But New Year's, for many of us, has a very special occasion and announcement with it as well. It's the, the last year is in the past. This year's gonna be different for three days. How many times have we said, you know what, I'm gonna make this year so much different. I'm gonna lose 50 pounds. I'm gonna go to the gym every day. I was just talking to Joe Miller before Mass, who has the gym in town. I said, I'll start going to the gym next week because it'll be empty by then. Because many of us, we make these high lofty goals when it comes to New Year's, and then two or three days in, we've gained five pounds. Not because it's muscle, but because now we're eating our feelings because we didn't attain what we thought was attainable. But how many times is that that same way with other things in our lives? We set these high lofty goals. We hear that verse in our head that says, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll end up amongst the stars. But we even miss the stars and end up just in gluttony and grief many times, don't we? We end up in sorrow thinking that, man, why was I not good enough to be able to attain these high lofty goals? Because sometimes we forget that you've got to learn to walk before you can run. But no, we want to be out there sprinting and be the fastest people in the world. But eventually you lose your stamina when you do that. You've got to learn to jog. You've got to learn to to breathe as you go. And so it takes time, just like it does with anything that's worth doing well, for us to grow in holiness, 
for us to grow in patience, for us to grow in humility, for us to grow in anything that truly will remain in our lives, it takes time and effort. Father, there's not enough time in the world to do that. If you learn nothing during the last two years of COVID, we have so much time that we waste, you would not even believe how much time you waste. And so many people at the beginning of the year say, this year is going to be different. Well, I hate to be a naysayer, but the only way this year is going to be different is if you change and choose to be different. The changing of one calendar to the next, one month to the next, doesn't have any magical powers. As I've said time and time again, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, as we hear from Einstein, is the definition of insanity. Well, we are all crazy. So what do we do about it? How do we grow? Well, there are different ways to kind of go about it. And the church asks us to do certain things to do, to do so. Sometimes we have to take a step back and go on retreat. This year, like four years ago, I'm doing the Exodus 90 program again. Keep me in your prayers. There's a lot of things that go along with that of spiritual asceticism and praying more and fasting more, not just for myself, but for the people of God. In fact, with the death of Pope Benedict yesterday, the church has even asked us to, to go and do a little more to pray for the repose of his soul. But how do we pray for the souls of all who have died? How do we pray for all of those who are on their deathbed? Well, we have those, that group of three prayers that many times we pray as a, someone's having a bad day, let me offer these prayers for them. But we lost a lot of that tradition along the way. And you may be looking at me and saying, Father, what are those three prayers you're talking about? Well, it's the three first prayers that most of us learned as children. The Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be, sometimes adding on the Fatima prayer at the end. And when we pray those prayers, we are getting to the heart of our faith. The Our Father, that perfect prayer that God gave to us through his Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, but Father, I don't know how to pray Listen to what he told you to say and say it. It's as simple as that. Oh, but Father, I feel like I, my heart's not in it. Well, that's on you, not on anybody else. Put your heart into it. Oh, but I feel like it's just not being efficacious enough. Oh, so you'd rather babble on like the pagans, which Jesus specifically said don't do? More power to you. But I'm going to listen to what the Lord, the Word of God, told me to do, told me to say. And then we have the Hail Mary, which is all in Scripture, by the way. Don't worry about your non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters that say, you guys worship Mary. You guys just have this whole prayer dedicated to her. It's in the Word of God. In fact, the last few weeks during the Gospel, we have, between the Gospels, said all of the words of the Hail Mary. Were you paying attention? And then we have the glory be. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We're refocusing where our intentionality is supposed to be. Not on the world, not on passing things, not on present things, not on future things, but on him who will always remain. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may all glory be given to him. That it all kind of nicely, theologically, is wrapped up in those three prayers. 
So that's why the church has asked us when we're praying in these next few weeks in general, but also for the repose of the soul of Pope Benedict, to offer those three prayers as a group. Because God knows what's in our hearts. We can then speak with our words what the Lord wills. The Lord wills peace. The Lord wills love. The Lord wills us to continue to grow spiritually, slowly, but spiritually. You don't have to go off and do a program like Exodus 90 where you give up like everything that there is in the world that brings you joy, like caffeine and warm showers and snacks between meals and alcohol and TV and video games and internet. Keep me in your prayers the next 90 days, please. But also all of those other people who are trying to grow in an ascetical way of life, to reprioritize what it is we are called to do. There's a lot of distractions in the world. There's a lot of distractions in our families, a lot of distractions in our lives. We spend so much time wastefully. Even in our language many times, we don't recognize the words that we use. We spend time. You notice that? It's, it's a contract. Time has become a contract for us. Time is money. The more time you spend, the more money you either earn or you give. Well, I don't want you to go over an hour because I've only billed you for an hour. You've only billed me for an hour. Anything over that's overtime. God is outside of time. There's no such thing as wasting time with God because he created it. Anytime we're in the presence of God is an opportunity for us to step outside of time while at the same time being in time. I realize I'm using the word to define the word, but we're limited by language. And so how then can we embrace this new year? What New Year's resolutions or put in Catholic terms, what things are you giving up for Lent? (laughs) Can we do that can actually make a change in our lives? Don't set the lofty goals unless you have the backing to reach those lofty goals. We have to have that support system going together. That's why in programs like Exodus 90 that I'm going through, I'm not going through it by myself. I've got a group of people that are going through it with me that can keep each other accountable. Where we talk every morning on the phone. This morning, 6.15 in the morning, I got a phone call to pray morning prayer with Father Foshi. Tomorrow morning, it'll be 9 o'clock. Tuesday, I don't know because I've got a funeral in Weatherford. We're trying to figure it out that time. But we've made it into a routine. Because I don't know about you, I love the holiday season, but when it comes to routine, just throw it out the door. Many of us have eaten too much. Many of us have slept too much or not enough. And we have taken the normal life routine and just set it by the side and said, I'll get to that later. Have you ever noticed the first day of later is always the hardest day? That first day of trying to make the change? It's like, all right, I'm going to start going to the gym I'm fine once I'm there, but it's getting the motivation to get up, get dressed, get in my car, or ride my bike to the gym. Once I'm there, I'm fine. But getting there, ooh, that's hard. It's the same way with the sacrament of reconciliation. Once you're in the confessional, for the most part, 
The stress is gone. You are relieved of that pressure. Now, some people are like, oh, but Father, I get really anxious. I get really anxious. really anxious. Well, that's sin. That's Satan. He doesn't want you to be comfortable. But many times getting into the confessional, that's the hard part. Just like getting into a new routine is the hard part. Once you start it, after about 10 to 12 days, 10 to 14 days, or 10 to 14 times repeating the same thing, it becomes a habit. It becomes natural. Sometimes we're fighting against it and other things come to kind of rock us off of that routine. But the Lord gives us the strength and he is our strength to help us maintain if we're intentional and we invite him into that process. So today it's New Year's. In the midst of the Christmas season, how many of you guys still have your Christmas trees up? Don't show me by hand. How many of you guys are still celebrating the season of Christmas? Because that's what we're called to do until next Sunday when we celebrate the Epiphany. You notice we still have our trees up. We still have the poinsettias out. The creche is still here. The wise men are on their way. We aren't done celebrating yet. I got a text message from Father Kelly Edwards from Weatherford on Monday morning. He said, you will not believe what I saw when I got to Walmart. I said, let me guess, 50% off and uh, already have Valentine's Day candy out? It's like, how'd you know? Same every year. All the Christmas stations, back to secular music. Because they miss the importance of the season of Christmas. That's why many times in our lives, we miss the, important of the, the importance that we have different seasons of our lives. And wherever we are, we always want to be somewhere else. When you're a kid, all you want to be is a teenager. When you're a teenager, all you want to be is an adult. When you're an adult, all you want to be is respected as an older adult. When you're an older adult, all you want to be is a kid. We always want to be either in the future or in the past. We don't look at the gift of the present and the presence that God gives us. Because we're distracted. Because the grass is always greener on the other side. My brothers and sisters, even though the procrastination convention is always tomorrow, today is a new day. What is it that you're going to do with it? How is the Lord calling you to grow? As I mentioned, the church is asking us to pray in a specific way through this time of mourning and grief at the loss of Pope Benedict. And so what better way to start this year and end my homily than to do what the church has asked us? So let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
O my Jesus, forgive us our sins and save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Amen.